Hi, I'm Mark Lalone. On our next episode of Meatheads, we'll be looking at life with COVID, how best to manage holiday indulgences, and what we're looking forward to in the new year. Eagle's Nest Convenience and LaFleur's Restaurant, located on Route 207. Eagle's Nest, open daily from 8 to 11. Pick up something fresh from their deli counter. Open 8 to 6 on weekdays and 10 to 5 on Saturdays. And while you're out, grab some takeout or call in for delivery at LaFleur's Restaurant, open 11 to 7 from Sunday to Wednesday and 11 to 8 from Thursday to Saturday. All your needs in one convenient location. All right, welcome back to Meatheads. My name is Mark Lalone. With me, as always, Derek, Derek DeLille. DeLille. Great to have you back, Derek. Thank you. It's been a pretty eventful month. It's been a while since we've been on the air, and there's a good reason for that. You got COVID. Yep. It was actually November 21st when I got the results back, and they said I do have COVID. You know, the first thing you're thinking about, like, first of all, how did I get it? Who gave it to me? So you kind of get kind of, you wrap your head around it and you, you think you go through your life so safe and protect everybody and everything that's around you. And then you get in like, from where, mm-hmm. you know? So then you start thinking, okay, where was I? I had to contact my clients, had to contact uh, the schools and just figure out where it came from. But we, we ended up finding out it came from the school because then my clients had it. So we, we took that off the list and it started off with the kids having it and I got it and then the other kids got it and my girlfriend got it and my son's got it. So it was, it was like a domino effect mm-hmm. until we all had it. Well, it's, I mean, it's ridiculously easily spread and it's a really great time to have that discussion because um, I have not known too many people mm-hmm. who are fitness folk who also got COVID. So Derek, let's talk about the effects on your workouts and the effect on your energy level and uh, all that good stuff. So tell me, you were back, uh, I have in my notes, December 1st. Was yeah, there... December 1st was when I was allowed to come back to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I was off for, I believe, about 10 days, 10, 12 days. And I, I felt I was only, maybe, I only felt sick for maybe two days. And after that, I felt okay. And I'm like, I just can't wait to get back to the gym. Because right away, you start thinking about yourself. And you start thinking, I've been out for too long. I'm going to get soft, weak, the whole works, right? So when December 1st came, I went to the gym, did the routine that I would normally do. And it was like a simple set of uh, just, I think it was just squatting, you know, going for five reps, something, you know, moderately heavy, but not cardio wise. Right. And every set I felt strong, which was fantastic. But when I got to the, the, the combo exercises where I'll do like a lunge and a leg raise and a yep. sit up, then that's when I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. It's like, it felt like uh, I did like a, a round of cardio. Right. So know, the, yeah, the yeah, oxygen and, reuptake was diminished. It, oh, really? Like even when I spoke to people or demonstrating an exercise, like even now I feel I'm, get, I'm like getting winded. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of stayed with me for a while. And it was a little bit frustrating because, you know, before I was talking last time, the work was going great. We're three weeks into a new program. And yeah, you were feeling stronger. awesome. I was doing cardio. I was trimming down. I had lost 10 pounds. I'm like, wow, cardio does work when you're older. Crazy. And then all of a sudden... You know, you get like 10 days off, that's two weeks of, off of training. Mm-hmm. And then you go back trying to, trying to do what you were doing before. And like I said, even though the, the strength was there, I, I kind of went into it nice and easy. And then even now it's been two weeks back and any of the cardio pro- programs that, I, that I've been doing, it's like, yeah, I'll skip it. I'll do like some arms or some side raises, something light, simple, I guess. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I won't be able to finish right. it and so, it'll mess with my head a little bit because i was doing so well like, i'll push myself through the cardio workouts mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i'll skip it maybe next week maybe right. next week so hopefully maybe next week will kind of be next week 
for our listeners, uh, give us an idea of the kind of cardio workout you were doing before mm-hmm. you got sick and, and what you're doing now in lieu of that. Well, for the cardio part, I jump on my spin bike and I'll pedal until I get, say, 20 calories. I'll jump off that. I, I, I'll probably do maybe a swing and a sit-up. Something just to get the cardio going, get some abs in there. Um, and I, I'll say set a timer for, I don't know, 12 minutes, do as many rounds as I can in 12 minutes. So when I did eventually try that that first day, I, I stopped the clock at two minutes. I'm like, you know what? This is enough. I can only get one round in. It's only been like, you know, it took me like almost like five minutes just to get that round in. I'm like, you right. know what? I can't do this to myself. Right. Right. I, I always tell people push, push through it. But sometimes you're just like, nah, I gotta, I just gotta stop. Even right. the doctor said, go in easy, rest, mm-hmm. take some time off work. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to tell me to stop sometimes. Well, it is hard to tell uh, gym people to stop sometimes. Yeah. And so uh, a, a trick I love to use in those situations is I like to use the, the rule of 75. Say to myself, well, I only have to do 75% of what I normally do in a weight room set. So yeah. 75% of a good workout is still 75% more than nothing. That's right. Because like I was saying, I I'd say I'll do like the 10 minutes or usually it's about four rounds I can usually get. So this time I cut it in two, two rounds. I cut it in half. You know, I got my four or five minutes in very slow. But, mm-hmm. and now for, to get my cardio in, I'll still do a, like, like a circuit type training at the end. Like, like today I did a heavy squats and then I'll do some lunges and some pull-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, those two right now is, is cardio for me. Right. Like I'm breathing heavy. Sure. Especially if you're keeping your rest low in between sets. Right. And after that, uh, the routine called for some thrusters and some, oh boy. some skipping. And that's a lot of cardio and that's, that's a, a lot, lot of, of work. So I kind of looked at it, joked around with my clients. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. But instead I just did some arm curls just right. to keep, keep the workout there, but right. not so, so much where I'm. Because after my first workout, I sat in the car for literally half an hour. I thought I was going to be sick. I thought I was going to pass out. I'm like, okay, I, I ate, I had my protein shake. What's, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But it was just my whole body just wasn't ready for all that right. movement. I think. Your body was drained. Yeah. 100%. And that's, I think, one of the, one of the, the, hidden, the hidden secrets of COVID. And, and that's how much, if, you know, it, it may not kill you, but it mm-hmm. is going to drain the hell out of you. From the few people I've spoken to, um, mm-hmm. they have all told me the same thing recuperating was if not harder twice as hard as being sick it, it really is like i said the sick for me it was maybe two days i call it the man cold you know i stayed in bed got the shivers mm-hmm. got, got, a, got a fever mm-hmm. but it's the after effect the walking up the stairs at my house i have like three flights of stairs so i have to go from the basement all the way up the stairs mm-hmm. it's like i had to almost take a break on the second floor i'm like this is ridiculous i'm like you know I know my cardio is not the greatest, but this is a little bit too much right now. Right. And Stairs shouldn't fatigue. Oh, yeah. And cleaning the, the house, I had to land on the couch after a while. I'm like, whoa, this is nuts. And I felt like I wasn't, you know, doing my part as, right. as a man, I guess, right? I'm like, I'm just lying on the couch watching TV, and it was tough. I imagine. I imagine, especially someone who's used to doing mm-hmm. all the time, not being able to do, right. must have been really tough on you. Um, I know that from the perspective I've spoke from, from what I've seen from others as well, um, that has been the the defining characteristic is the absolute fatigue that comes mm-hmm. with it and the realization that you can't quite do all the things you want to do in a day. Right. right. And so those are just things I would like to avoid at all costs. So that's why I still wear my mask diligently. I still, mm-hmm. you know, wash my hands as often as possible and disinfect, despite being vaccinated twice over and uh, 
feeling pretty safe about that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm still sort of like, I just don't want to get sick. I just don't want to have to do the recovery. And see, that was my biggest thing with that. I wasn't afraid of the virus. I just, I, I don't, you know, knock on wood, they say, but I don't usually get sick. If I, if I do, it's like just over the weekend, nothing really bad. Mm -hmm. So when this came, the first thing I thought about, obviously my health, I wanted to make sure it wasn't a severe thing, a severe virus I was getting. But at the same time, like it's kind of conceited, I guess, but it's like, I can't get back to the gym. I can't do what I was doing. I can't, you know, everything was just perfect until that moment. So it's like, man, now I got to start back from scratch or so mm -hmm. it seems like. And when I did get back to the gym, I jumped on the scale. I'm like, well, let's see what we got going on here. And the 10 months I had lost, I had gained it. Like, Ooh, right. And I know it ain't muscle. So no, no, so I was back to the drawing board and gotcha. Well, actually that is a awesome transition to our next topic. And you couldn't have segued it better if I had scripted it that way. <laughs> Uh, and we, we're December 15th now that we're, we're recording December 15th. This will come out a little bit later, but we are 10 days out from Christmas. We are eight, seven or eight days away from the real hardcore, right. uh, Christmas fiestas starting the family meals, the family get togethers, the, the drinking, the sweets, the treats, the stocking stuffers, the goodies, all of it is part and parcel with Christmas. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, that's a tough time for a lot of people and especially people who have said to themselves, whoa, man, COVID really got me out of shape. We have, you know, we've, we're going to figure we discuss what we like for coping mechanisms during the holidays. Uh, things we do that work, things I've worked, things I've done with my clients. I'm sure you have some opinions as well. Derek, why don't you tell me about what you do to avoid the holiday bloat? Well, you see, I come from pretty much a huge family. So while I have my dinner at my house, I got my, uh, I guess my, uh, my stepmother, she has her dinners. And back in the day, my, my other grandmother would have uh, her dinners and my girlfriend's grandmother. And you know what I mean? Everybody had dinners that they all wanted you to go to. So before I would go there and I'd, I would only pick on the, the healthy food, right? I wouldn't really indulge in the other stuff as much as I say, here, Derek, have some pie, have some more pie, have some meat pie, have, have all this stuff. And before I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it. I just stick to my, my, my turkey, my mashed potatoes, just something kind of healthy. Mm -hmm. But what I do now is I try to, I, I, I know it's going to be a few days of eating a mm -hmm. lot of food. So I'll be extremely strict until then mm -hmm. and kind of implement those days as my cheat days and uh, relax eating. When, when somebody offers you pie and you say no, some people might think it's rude. Oh, well, look at him. He's in the gym. He's not going to eat pie. Like, you know, they give you like, um, I can't find the word, but you feel ungrateful, I guess, because they're making mm -hmm. all this food and like, oh, no, I don't need that. Like, you're better than that. So now I kind of, instead of having a, a half a meat pie, like the old days, I'll have maybe a slice of meat pie. You know, they want to give me some apple pie and ice cream. Okay. I'll have, it's my favorite apple pie and ice cream. It's my favorite. So mm -hmm. I'll have a little slice and, you know, just to treat myself. Nice. But it's not like I'm going to, yeah, I'll have half a pie and I'll have, you know, go overboard. Right. It's all about moderation. Mm -hmm. You know, unless you're an athlete and you, and you have a competition day on January 1st, chances are, you know, you, you can go easy on, on your, on your eating and be sociable with people and, you know, accept the food because in January, we all know it's going to go away and you'll be on your strict diet again. Well, that's it. And that's one of, one of my, I have a bunch of coping mechanisms that I've put together over the years. Uh, my life is uh, structured in ways that are beyond my control in some ways. So I like to exert the control in terms of what I eat. So, and what I do, like I have a nightly walk with my dogs every night for an hour and a half. And so that will be increased time during the holidays because I get to sleep in and I'm not working. So I'll be, the kids aren't in school. So I don't have to get up in the morning and make lunches. So I will 
extend my walk half an hour every night with the dog. So we'll get an hour and a half of walking every night across the board. I do a daily workout. And a couple of things that I like to really avoid at the Christmas table are mashed potatoes. So filling, mm-hmm. so filling. I'd much rather fill up on, you know, good stuff like turkey. The meats. Yeah. And I, I, I love meat and greens together. So turkey and broccoli or green beans or whatever with a little bit of stuffing. That is my, uh, mm-hmm. that's my go-to. And, 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 and those are pretty well staples anywhere you go. Like, for instance, I, you know, pertaining to your, your idea about feeling ungrateful, most of the time, if, you know, I'll eat the pie, mm-hmm. but I'll pass on the potatoes and people can sometimes, yeah, they're you sympathetic. make modifications and, you know, some you just got to make those modifications. So you're still enjoying yourself. You're still enjoying their food and their cooking and the stuffing. We all know it's a lot of bread, a lot of grease, a lot of fat have a little piece of it. It's not going to kill you. And they'll be like, Hey, all right. He's having some great, awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that extends, I imagine to Christmas goodies as well. I mean, I imagine, I know what's going to happen in my house on Christmas morning. I'm going to get up and there will be sweets in the stockings. Mm-hmm. There will be treats all over. I will have made some, you know, uh, pastries from the night before for breakfast for my kids. There will be treats. There's no way around that. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it's a matter of, as you say, moderation and making sure that I stick to my daily plan of working out and walking my dogs, because those are also, those are the ways that I ensure that my body feels as good as it possibly can. That's, that's correct. Because most people will have just that one meal on that day on Christmas day. If you have a small family and you don't have to go to your grandparents and your friends and all this. So that one meal or that one, it is a meal, really. It's like a, it's a long meal. It's a long meal. It's, it's a one meal and it's not going to really impact much of your, much of your daily activities. Like say you end up eating 5,000 calories that day, chances are your metabolism might get spiked. You know, you might get a little bit of water retention, but a few days later, it's all going to be gone. Unless you do the whole Christmas day, Christmas Eve, uh, day after Christmas, and just keep eating like that right. for, throughout the whole holidays. Right. Then we have a problem. Right. And I would add to that the the libations that go with it, uh, the empty calories from alcohol mm-hmm. that are extremely popular this time of year between, you know, Christmas and New Year's. I like to tell my, my, my clients, it's not what you eat between Christmas and New Year's that matters. It's what you eat between New Year's and Christmas that matters. And those mm-hmm. 11 months and two yeah, weeks yeah. are way more impactful than that one week of Yeah, the one week will not, will not change much unless you've been doing that for a longer period of time but that one week or the three four days of eating bad and i don't think it's going to have much of an impact on your nutrition maybe more on your of your mindset because all of a sudden you're like oh i eat junk i might yep. not even work out i'm going to start in january and then january turns the gyms are really busy in january so you're like you know nobody maybe wants february. to go yeah exactly so maybe in february i'll start or maybe march oh no summer's here let me start in the spring and that's where the problem comes in but if you're like at the gym all the time that cheat meal in a few days it, I don't believe it's going to impact too much. You, you might gain weight on the, on the scale in that, that period right. of time. That'll be water. But yeah. Give you a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think you can gain 10 pounds of fat over the no, weekend. No, you can't. It's, it's all water retention mm-hmm. from carbs and carbs and carbs and carbs. Yeah. Um, question for you. Will you be working out on December 25th? What day does it fall on? If it's a workout It's a Saturday. Day? It's a Saturday. See, I don't normally work out on Saturday. So I, 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 uh, I'm lucky this time. Mm-hmm. Last time it came in on, uh, what day was it? Maybe on a, during the week, I yeah, believe. Yeah, last year was a weekday. Yeah, so I would go in. If it's a, if it's a workout day, I'll go in in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the doors open so my clients do end up going. Yeah. They can go. A lot of people do go for that one hour. Right. They're like, oh, I need a break from the kids. Yeah. So they'll, they'll go in at 10 o'clock or whichever day. Sure. I had one client actually contact me. She said, Derek, are you working Christmas today? This is when I was at the, one of the big gyms out in Ontario. And she was like, 
I'm a teacher. I'm on vacation. I don't have any kids. I'm 20 years old, whichever. And she's like, I just want to work out. I'm like, you know what? I won't be there, but you can definitely go there and I'll give you a program to do at the gym. Mm -hmm. So some people, you know, will go there. I'll definitely work out if it fell on a workout day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely going to work out on Christmas day. I've done that the last few years. We have a system wherein uh, we go for brunch and then there's a, a lull in the afternoon. So that's where I go home and work out. And then we have uh, a supper time starting at four o'clock. So what's perfect, if you end up working out around two o'clock in the afternoon, once the kids open the presents and things mm-hmm. mild down a little bit, you make yeah. the phone calls, go to the gym two o'clock and your dinner is your post-workout meal. So most of it could get absorbed as muscle building. As muscle building glycogen, yeah. absolutely. Exactly. Pretty, pretty satisfying <laughs> stuff, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, I know that food tastes so much better after a workout. Mm-hmm. So that also really, really helps. Just don't have any uh, alcohol in that meal because your body will absorb more alcohol after a workout. One of my clients, she, it just happened. She worked out uh, during the holidays and had a, a glass of wine after her workout and yep. it hit her much harder and right she to didn't the understand. I'm like, yeah, because your body absorbs all the sugars, everything that you take in after your workout. So she's, oh, that's why my half glass of wine got me tipsy. I'm of like, course. Well, there you and go. Not to mention the dehydration that comes mm-hmm. from uh, from alcohol and, and the workout. Absolutely. So that's your strategy for Christmas Day. You're going to probably not going to work I out probably Saturday. Probably won't work out, but I usually fast anyway. So I'm going to have low calories throughout the, the day and for dinner. I actually know what I'm already making. I'm actually making the, the dinner this year. So it's just going to be your basic turkey, mashed potatoes. I think somebody's making me a meat pie. Nice. So if I can implement it in my macros, I like to keep my calories, okay. you know, yep. you heard about the macros. So if I can kind of balance it all out, it should be okay. Now, I'm familiar with macros, macronutrients. Mm-hmm. Um, for our listeners, what's, what is a macronutrient? Can well, you just describe it? Sure. It's um, when you take all your calories and you, you find out how many calories that you need in a day and how much protein, you do a simple multiplication. And if you figure out your macros are the, I guess, the percentage of calories are coming from protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And you're, for, for me, I, I kind of like to have my protein kind of on the 40% side and the rest are balanced between carbs and fat. Yep. As long as my calories are under 2,500, I should yep. be okay. Yeah, I'm, us- I'm, I'm probably more like 50% protein, but I mm-hmm. really, really like meat. So there's that big time. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> it, it's, if not my favorite thing to do in the world is, is cook meat. I, yeah. I could, I was barbecuing the other night. Yes. Yeah, minus, uh, minus 11 and snowing. And I was out barbecuing on my, uh, are you propane man or charcoal man? I like charcoal, but I do yeah. have propane. Do you? Yeah, I do have the propane. My barbecue, I went to get the dual barbecue, the mm-hmm. propane. But yeah. when I went there, they didn't have that model I needed. And I really needed a barbecue for the summer. So yep. I just got the one with the propane. Right. But the charcoal will be coming, even if it's one of those small little grills. Yeah. Know, just to, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I bought one of those a couple yeah. years ago and I spent a hundred bucks and it's Yeah. My last. neighbor, my neighbor was cooking last night and he had the charcoal grill going, going on and I could smell it. Oh my God, it smells, it smells so, so good. good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes the, it just infuses the meat with a, a, yeah. a, a different aroma and it, God, I can't get enough. In fact, I want to go home and broil a steak on the barbecue right now. Well, look at the weather. It looks like we can have a barbecue tonight. I was going to say we could probably be barbecuing <laughs> all week this week, up yep. right up until Christmas. Speaking of Christmas and things that are on the topic, Christmas doesn't, it, it's not unpleasant. It doesn't annoy us. Mm-mm. There are things that do annoy us though. And we've discussed them ad nauseum. And, and it's time for one of our favorite segments of the week where we discuss things we don't like misconceptions in the fitness world. Mm -hmm. We had a discussion last week about Instagram and celebrity fake trainers. Uh, A lot of your clients look up to and follow some of these, some of these athletes or people who are either genetic freaks or on chemical enhancements, giving Mm -hmm. them bad advice. 
maybe it's a professional athlete endorsing some supplement that they have right, no idea right. what's in it. Tell me what is the most frustrating part of going on Instagram and trying to debunk some of the myths that are being spread? Well, I find it, it's hard because a lot of people on, on Instagram, they're either, they, they look flawless, you know, I don't know if it's filters or whatever they do. And it doesn't really mean they know what they're talking about. Whatever they did may have worked for them. So when people look up to them, like, well, this is what they're doing and this is what they're, the supplements that they're using. And, but did they use those supplements or that workout to get to where they are? Or are they just promoting something and getting paid without really advertising? So if they're wearing this, uh, the, the brand new, uh, outfit that they're wearing to do their leg workout, right? It's like they're promoting themselves and in their link, they always have, they always hashtag their clothing that they're wearing. So it's like, are they really giving advice or just giving advice on what they're being kind of paid to do? Mm -hmm. Cause I have a really cool, quick story. I think I brought up last time with you. Um, this professional bodybuilder actually came to, um, this gym I was working at. I used to work at a supplement store mm -hmm. and he had one, he's from Montreal and he had one, the over 40, 45, I guess it's the master's Olympia. Right. He, he was, um, he, he was being sponsored by this, this popular supplement back in the day. They always had these crazy before and after pictures. And there's a picture of him drinking the shake that they had and mixing their creatine powder. And he comes into the gym or into the store and he had, he asked about a supplement and I'm looking at him like, dude, man, you're like Mr. Olympia. You should know what these supplements are. And it was just some crazy carnitine supplement that he bought for me. And then I asked him, how do you like that product that you're using? He goes, what product? I said, the one that's in the magazine. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I never really use it. I just did huh. it for the picture. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, man, I've been taking this stuff because I thought you took it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you look at these people and they're trying to make a living. So they are going to take products that they suggest to take and, you know, and promote it. And that's how they get their money. So sometimes you can't always believe what you say or what, what, you, no, what you see on these absolutely. Instagram or these um How many times have I seen the Kardashian sisters endorse some belly slimming tea, which is... um at the risk of being too glib, complete and other bullshit. Exactly, exactly. So there, there is no magic pill. No, and it's frustrating because a lot of these younger kids, even anybody really, but it's a lot of the young kids look up to it. They work their weekend jobs, gather all their money, and they'll go buy these supplements or these pills and potions and teas, and hopefully they look like that person. And I don't want to say these people, they're fraud. They do need to make a living. And, you know, if the guy's saying, I'm going to take your picture with this product, I'm going to sell it, and you're going to make money, we're going to make money. He's not selling a product, but he's promoting... It's hard. It's a hard situation because these people, that's what they do as their, their job. Right. So it's, it's hard to look up to them and be like, I'm going to take this supplement because that's what they're using when they don't even use a supplement themselves. Exactly. One of my major complaints about Instagram is, is exactly that it's the lack of context around mm -hmm. some of these people. For instance, my daughter shows me a photo of someone who is, 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 I don't know, I want to say 22 years old, flawless body, this and that. And she looks at me and says, I want to, you know, want to look just like that person. And, and the reality is that 90, it doesn't matter what she wants to look like. She's going to end up being a production of me and her mother. And mm -hmm. that's just how genetics works. And so she could take all the pills she wants, but she's not going to have a, a seven inch waist like some of these girls on Instagram. But on the other hand, my daughter who is 17 years old can bench press 155 pounds and, you know, is a, is a hockey player and this and that. So I think there's a little bit of, there, there's, there's a, not a little bit, there's a lot of body dysmorphia mm -hmm. on Instagram. There is a lot of people just selling things with no thought of the consequence. And my other major complaint is that when you put in fitness as one of your interests, 
your Instagram feed gets filled up with photos of basically 19 year old girls showing their butts off, mm-hmm. which, which is fine if, if you like that, but those girls are all my daughter's age. So I have yeah, really no interest. Of, it's, it feels yeah. gross. So anybody who's got the name, who's got fit in their name just mm-hmm. walks around showing their butt all the time. Yeah. And that's, and it gives like, um, it makes the younger children or younger women a little bit self-conscious because I think that's what they need to look like. And not everybody's going to have this big bouncy bum that they're looking for. Well, it was a saying I, I, I seen somebody say many, many years ago, and they said, you can train a bulldog to be like a greyhound, but the bulldog will always be a bulldog. So if you're genetically prepositioned to be a certain way, you can lose weight, you can build muscle, but don't look at these far-fetched figures as what you should or need to be. Be just the, the, the best version of yourself is what I try to tell people. Right. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. And, and to add to what you just said, I like to tell people, I'm like, let's not focus on how we look at the end of a workout. Let's focus on how we feel. Mm-hmm. And there's no replacing those endorphins, that elation, that overall, that, that shot of confidence you get uh, from having finished a good workout and the way you feel walking to your car in the parking lot afterwards. I have, you know, I have the fun, that fun euphoria all over my body, feeling good, feeling strong, feeling hungry in a, in a, in a, in a real sense. And uh, there's nothing like it to my mind. Yeah. And sometimes you have to ask yourself, if you were to attain that physique that you see on Instagram, how is it going to make you feel? Are you going to be a better person? Are you going to get a better job? Are you going to have a much more fulfilled life? And I came to the realization because many, many years ago, I was very strict into bodybuilding. And I remember I hired um, a pro trainer to get me to the best shape as possible. And it was grueling. It, it honestly wasn't fun. I dropped 30 pounds. I believe my body fat was maybe three, four percent. It was really, really lean. Mm-hmm. And I still had maybe four weeks left to go. And the guy's like, yeah, we're going to fat load you, pump the, the muscles up. I'm like, you know what? I, I find I look okay now. I, I, I can't do any more. And I'm thinking to myself, all that, and I had the abs, I had everything, and I thought I, I looked good. But it didn't change anything in my life. It didn't make my, my relationship better. It didn't make, it didn't give me a better job. It didn't make me more popular. It just didn't do anything for me. So sometimes you got to question your motives on having that big bum or having those big arms. Like, what's the reason? Are you going to be happier as a person? I think when you work out, you should feel comfortable about who you are and how you feel as opposed to what you may end up looking like. That makes any, any, any type of sense. It makes all the sense in the world to me. I like to focus on the joy and the euphoria Mm -hmm. I feel in completing a set. I like to focus on the physical labor it takes to climb over the mountain of every workout that I create Mm -hmm. for myself. So when I do set up a workout, um, I love the idea of finishing it. And really there's Mm -hmm. no, there's nothing else but finishing it. As I like to tell my clients, I'm like, yeah, the last set of the day is always the best set of the day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, last set, best set, get it done, finish like a boss and get out of here. Yep. And once you do finish it, like before uh, I had COVID, I remember telling you I did these crazy ab workouts, a hundred sit-ups and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I would never do that. A hundred sit-ups of biking. But when I completed it, I was just by myself. I wasn't there to impress anybody except just to complete it. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I did it. Finally, I actually did a cardio ab workout and which I never really wanted to do before. Mm-hmm. I never had any interest in it, but I just wanted to challenge myself to overcome something that I always never, I was put in the back burner. I love that. I love that idea. I personally like to challenge myself every time mm-hmm. I go into the gym with something different, whether it's a heavy, the heaviest lift I've ever done or an extra rep or two or you know, maybe an extra five minutes of high intensity cardio. 
but something I haven't done before, some level I've never hit before. I like to hit that because one, mm -hmm. it makes me feel great. And two, it gives me a sense of accomplishment. I think both things are really important. We were talking about how you get to when you, when you want to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. I tell my clients, focus on the process, not the results. And the, yeah. the, the results take care of themselves if oh, you yeah. focus on the process. Yeah, never, that's how I tell, tell like some girls or any, any clients really, they, they they jump on the scale, they look in the pic, in the mirror. I'm like, focus on performance and your workouts. Once your workouts get better and more efficient and you get stronger, then have a, have a look in the scale and be like, hey, I dropped weight. Hey, I'm getting leaner. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes it comes without even realizing it. You know, I had one girl yesterday, she, dead, she deadlifted uh, her all-time max. It was 195 pounds and she was so happy. Now, lifting that weight didn't automatically give her bigger arms or bigger bum or anything but just the gratification of her yelling i did it you know that was that was it you know that mm -hmm. was all that's what it's about mm -hmm. I, 100 percent. um i was working out with my nephew the other day and he hit a personal best in the bench press and you know there's no greater feeling in mm -hmm. the world than doing something you didn't think you could do and doing it well yeah exactly um brings us to our very very next topic which is to say information technology <laughs> How did the hacker get away from the police? How? He ran somewhere. Ran somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I love that joke. I, I didn't want to introduce it as the dad joke of the week because uh, I'm not supposed to do that. Uh, but I did want to, want to work it in. So did that and I'm really glad I did. And speaking of things I'm really glad I'm doing, tell me about the new year and what you're looking forward to, Derek. Well, the new year for my own personal goals, you know, we all have our personal goals and we're all, instead of just being like, I want to be in shape and eat better, we all want to do that. But I think for my, for, for January, it's like, I think I want to become a better person, a be, uh, not a better person, but a better version of myself, mm -hmm. healthier, stronger, fitter, mental clarity. You know, I just want to have a, a better mind game. If that mm -hmm. makes any sense, you know, I'm not into the let's build 20 inch arms because it's not going right. to happen. Let's build abs of steel because, you know, it probably won't happen. So mm -hmm. instead of looking at those things and maybe not getting them this year or not getting them the next year, I want to look at more something internal, conquer something I haven't done in the gym before. Like, like right now it's doing the cardio workouts. Wow, I did it. Conquer something that I've never done before. Maybe try new exercise and new, new, new ideas. And then just kind of learn from it, learn, learn, learn about myself from the, the workouts that I, uh, I'll be doing. So it's not so much of mirror training anymore. It's more about longevity, mm -hmm. trying different things like foam rolling and stretching and something that's going to keep me active for years to come instead mm -hmm. of just getting that big lift. And all of a sudden I blew up my back. So I'm out for six weeks, you know, like, you know, we're, for, like I'm 45. So lifting five, six, 600 pounds isn't something I'm looking forward to anymore. You know, I did it, been there, done that. I don't need to go any heavier. I have no reason to. Same thing for all the other lifts. It's just longevity. Make sure I can move my arms when I'm 60 years old. Mm, that's it. That's you know? it. My, my mindset is similar. I want to be in the least amount of pain possible and mm -hmm. to enjoy as great a quality of life as possible. And working out on the daily gives me both of those things. Exactly. So it, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, after all, movement is medicine, yep. which you've heard us say a number of times here over the years. I would recommend that everybody out there in our listening audience uh, get a look at Yudi Waze's next print edition. We'll be putting up some outdoor workout stuff. So if you are the kind of person who is not super keen on going back into a gym, what with the Omicron variant popping up all over the place and you're nervous about it, check out our December 16th edition and we'll have a fantastic outdoor workout in that edition that is ready for you to go ahead and hit. Derek, it's been a pleasure as Thank always. You. This has been Meatheads. Thank you all very much for listening. I'm Mark Lalonde.
views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your DWSA and its employees.